Good evening, everybody. How is everybody doing today? This is Will Cooper. I'm coming at you from the Perdomo Cigar Studios here in Indian Trail, North Carolina. And uh, really excited tonight. Uh, I am not at the Tobacco Plus Expo this year. Uh, but, you know, I've been very fortunate to have some really good friends in the media. And I've asked a few of them to uh, come on and give us a field report from what's going on. And, you know, it's very hard to get folks from the media, uh, folks, you know, because it, the media folks are truly very busy here. And as we're going to get into this TPE trade show for 2022, um, it certainly is a uh, uh, it's certainly been busy. And I think it's a very positive kickoff for the industry in 2022. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome in Matthew Tobacco and Smoking Nicole of the Smoking Tobacco Show live in Las Vegas. How are you doing, guys? Welcome to primetime. What's going on? I know. We're here in fabulous <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. We got, hold on. Let's look uh -oh. out. Is it dark out? Let me see. Oh, it is. Oh, oh man. Look at that view. Oh, so beautiful. I wish we could turn the camera. Yeah. The, uh, good. I, know, I, know, I think I know what hotel you guys are in. Um, and hopefully you have. Well, look at that. We're right here. We're live. <laughs> live. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful view. You know, Las Vegas. Um, it has become the cigar capital of the world twice a year. Not to take anything away from Tampa, but uh, there's two times our, our industry gets together in Las Vegas. Um, this year, Tobacco Plus Expo uh, is back at its normal late January time. And uh, it's been two years since I've been to th that particular show. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been following everyone's coverage uh, over the past week. Um, and it's been interesting coverage. Um, because there's just so many different angles. Um, but let's get right into this trade show. Um, so I'm not going to, I mean, obviously the obvious is this trade show is looking like it's a big success. I mean, I think you don't need to be, I mean, unless you're under a rock, everything we're seeing, we're seeing, I thought it was a little slow at first. Right. But then I was, I was told that people were on the floor with media time on the first day. So it looked, that's why it looked slow, but then obviously it really picked up and it's been, um, it's been a big success. You guys, I know this is your first one that you've had. How is, let me just ask the question is, compare the vibe at TP 2022 day one versus uh, PCA last year. Ooh, um, I hate to say this, but some people not as prepared. Um, so that's the thing we were able to come in with this media hour ahead of time. And um, some people were still setting up. They weren't ready for that. We had that, we had that PCA actually too. Yeah. So, um, but I, I still feel like overall, PCA was a little bit more put together during that time, but it was quiet for sure. Um, and then I think after the first hour, it started picking up and yeah, it slammed. Definitely. Right after the first yeah. hour, it was so busy to the point where my whole game plan went right out the window. And I'm like, we just need to do whatever we can with whatever is available at any moment. Yep. Um, it, it was very all over the place. Um, and you got to remember too, part of it, I think being the trade show that it is, you know, because it's not a just a PC is a cigar only event. This has so many other things going on. So you also just have that traffic of the non-cigar people just blowing through that area. And it just makes that whole thing just so congested and it's it's harder to navigate. And then you're like, you know what? That row we're gonna come back to way too packed. We're gonna go to this row, and you, there's a lot more bouncing around, at least for us in media, but as a whole. The booths slammed, slammed. I mean, people are there to buy. Right. 
And when you say slammed in terms of, was it hard to get, keep your appointments going? Uh, oh, yeah. There, yeah. So that was a, that's a big change, actually, from what we saw, uh, you know, this past summer. A lot of traffic. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So I got to ask the big question. What is the what is the uh, policy around masking? Because I seem a little confused on it. So we went into it um, and it was said that, oh, hey, at the booths, you can smoke a cigar. Right. Um, and if you're walking around, you have to wear a mask. That is out the window. That is. It was very. It was. It was very clear on me. It's dis. I'm going to be honest. It is disappointing to me that if I would go to a trade show and that's the policy, and I'm hoping for safety. Yeah. Is there any reason why? Is it just that Vegas isn't enforcing it? Is the TPE not enforcing it? Personally, I feel like it's it. It's more of Las Vegas not enforcing it because we're seeing the same things around the casino floors. Okay. Most people are wearing masks. Uh, at least at the casinos, right. most people are wearing masks unless if they have a drink in their hand, you know, they're pulling it down, but there are a handful of people that no mask at all. And, and no, no one is enforcing even in the like, casinos. They're just yeah. right, hands right. off. I think the mask thing is a very territorial thing. Cause like back home where we are Boston. Uh, in Boston and I know in New York, like you got to show a vaccine card just to go to a restaurant in the city. Mask. Yeah, like that, exactly. You go to, same in California. You go down to like the Southeast, they're like, what's COVID? Someone um, said Jersey, no mask at all. Um, in Las Vegas, I think that there's some policy and I think it's on paper like, well, this is what our rules should be. Yeah. But people kind of like, I mean, but if you don't do it, that's cool too. Right. That's kind of the vibe I get. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, look, you, you are not masking is not a popular thing in the cigar business. Um, but last year there was some enforcement. It was actually a memo that went out the first day last year about p- making sure people wore masks. And then the, the next day they sent in these like enforcers that would dress like dominatrixes. I mean, seriously, that's what I heard. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so no, I mean, uh, but I mean, is there any con- people like concerned? Because I saw that party last night. and Everyone was on top of everybody at that party. Um, is there a concern? Like everyone's going to go home and be sick. Is that kind of. I, I think the people who are concerned, you know, they're wearing masks. They're, they're being safe with it. Um, you know, for for us, we're coming from Boston. That's super strict. So it's nice, I guess, to be a little yep. bit. Uh, we're lenient with it. The first day I did try to keep my mask on the whole show floor, but because we're running around and the cigar smoke in the air, it's actually a lot more comfortable not to be. And personally we are vaccinated. Right. And so, you know, we, we feel comfortable now Mm -hmm. are other people, because this is not a place with a mandate for the vaccination that could be a little bit different. So, um, very true. So it just depends. No, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of got the sense this was more of a Vegas thing than, than a TPE thing. But, you know, I think TPE will do that. It, it, it seemed last year TPE will do their good stewardship. If they're asked to enforce something, they'll enforce it or, or the convention center will do it for sure. So um, and, and that's, you know, like I said, it's probably more I, people are probably happy. This is not being enforced right now. I would say no one, no one, in our industry for sure. And look, I get it. You, you know, you're going into a booth and smoking, you know. You know, it is, and you have to be able to smoke at, at the at the trade. And you can so can you walk down the aisle and smoke? Because last year there was a designated area on the trade show floor. You could I think that the rule was supposed to be no, but people are doing it, and no one's really saying anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're just letting it lie, and, and that that's you know that's keep the show going, and you know hopefully uh, 
you know, not, nothing comes of that. Um, and the convention center, sorry to interrupt, but they're, they're not enforcing it too. Like even if you're walking in and out of the floor, no one's really saying anything about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and in general, I'd say like the feel is if your people are, I think respectful in this garbage. Like I wore a mask a lot more, um, at PCA, uh, by choice, you know, I was wearing it. I was probably the only one wearing it at the opening party, but that's, you know, that's cause I'm paranoid on stuff like this. So that's for, okay. For past, I've had past history. So it infectious stuff. Uh, but let's turn to Sepsis some, Alliance. Yeah, exactly. Sepsis Alliance. Uh, let's turn to some positive stuff though. Um, let's say who, who is, let's just say star company at the trade show this year. Who's been like the rock star uh, that came in? United Cigars. United Cigars. That was my, that was, my per, that was mine. I'm going to cut you off. United Cigars, 110%. That would have been my guess. Yep. Yeah. What a job they've done. Um, they, they just seem like they, they brought the A game this year. You know, it's funny. I've always loved United. Yep. They're a backyard company for us. You know, they're hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that there was a lot of time that they were trying to just kind of build their foundation. Yep. And they have Atabay and Byron Bandolero, the selected tobacco brands from Nelson Alfonso that are a very ultra premium brand. Um, and they had to really get their footing going with that, getting it out there, getting established. And then they had their United and the La Giana and the Garofalo. And they, they were kind of quiet, kind of small doing good things. A lot of small stuff, but that doesn't mean that they weren't doing anything good. They were building that basic foundation. Now that they have that notoriety, they have that strong foundation, and now it's like Boom. hit the ground running. They have four, five, five new things right now, and yeah. all of us pretty telling us, yeah, we got we got a lot more coming this year. So I mean, and I'm like, you've already done so much just in the first three weeks there's, of the year. And there's two or three confirmed at least for throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Already. Including, including PCA, which, yeah. um, you know, they did not attend PCA last year. Oliver Nouveau told me they will be here back in July. So they will be back here for yeah. PCA and they're going to have two booths. So there will be a United booth for everything that's just United. And then there will be a selected tobacco booth that Nelson had created for Atabe Byron Bandolero. Yep, That'll be right next to it. So he's going to have, they're going to have a double booth set up for PCA. That's awesome. That's awesome to see. How about like um, Rockstar? Like, is there a cigar that people are talking about on the show floor that came out? Ooh. Well, um, first of all, we go with our friends at Drew Estate. The, the hubbub right now, and the one that I see a lot of people smoking in that area, is the uh, Acid 20. Uh, no, well, the Connecticut, the new, the new Acid 20 that came yep. out. With yep. That's definitely really popular. Um, a lot of people at the Drew Estate smoking that cigar. Um, well, they also sponsored the cigars at the event last night. They so did? They were, yeah, so everyone had a Drew Estate cigar in their hand at this TP industry party last night, too. They had a whole table just passing them out to everyone. <laughs> That, oh. But that's definitely the one that you're seeing yeah. the most, regardless of you know how or why. You're seeing that cigar everywhere. Also under Crown Ten, yeah. You know that won the consensus. That was our cigar of the year. Cigar and Spirits gave it cigar of the year. Boston Jimmy gave it cigar of the year. It came in like the top five in a couple other publications. Isn't that yeah. one of the 
we were passing out. They were passing, yeah, they out, were passing out when out last. So, yeah, I, I bumped them down number 15. I'm sure they're not happy with me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think after everybody else's list came out and the consensus, of like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't yeah. out long enough. That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a good, yeah, so that's a good job. Adam. Now, it seemed like the big four, uh, this is how I'm reading it. You can tell me. Uh, Drew State, obviously, big presence. Altida seemed like they had a, a very strong presence. And then uh, Davidoff in general, quieter is what I will say. I would say that the general booth is very small. Yeah, That's, very how, it was. that's how it was two years ago. Altidus, smaller size, but it's much busier than general. Yep. Um, the Davidoff booth is pretty much like the Ferry Otego booth that's showing Avo and Zeno. That is true. And that's Ferry, nothing but love. I mean, I love, you and, know. And I think they did that on purpose, though, because there is nothing really new from from Davidoff. Yeah. So th they have nothing new, but, um, you know, Michael Herklotz is there, so he actually has a whole wall, so it does look more like a Ferry Otego booth than a it Davidoff does. booth, yeah. they, to be honest. Yeah, and they typically have not moved White Label at this type of show, uh, because <laughs> it's just not something I think that fits in with the TPA. So, I mean, they've tended to focus on the other brands. At, at That's what I saw a couple of years ago. Like Camacho, Avo were much more in the forefront. And obviously they, don't even have, they don't even really have any Camacho being showcased. It's strictly being like Avo and the, and the Zeno. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tell you that Zeno, I just reviewed it. Um, for what that, that cigar is, it, it, I, I don't like, maybe I don't like the fact it's called a Zeno because it's more of a premium brand, but... That cigar for the price point, you can't, you got to get your money's worth from it. Uh, it was actually a very nice little cigar. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I've had one. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Been better, it's been better than some of the $30 Zenos I've had. So, um, again, I, I, that's a separate discussion totally on that. Um, but all did this look like they had, you know, there was a little surprise that I was surprised by one thing um, following some of like, I want to say it was the How About That Cigar Guys interview. I saw that they were releasing a Year of the Tiger, uh, the Vega Fino, which was, I was in the impression that was a European release. Uh, but I'm, I'm hearing that that is not the case. And that kind of, I think, was a little surprise that they brought into the show. I don't think anyone saw that one coming. Sorry, say that one more time, Coop. I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. There was a couple of things in the comments. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. Distracted. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so one of the surprises at the Altidus booths, and I don't know if you guys have gotten there yet, we have not gotten to Altidus yet, so okay. I'm going to just say that right yeah. off the bat. Yep. Um, actually, there's a couple of questions from Carlito. We'll, we'll get to those in a second. Yeah. Um, but in terms of um, the, they released a year of the Tiger, which, you know, I try to follow all the releases going into PC, uh, TPE. That one was off the radar. I was under the impression it was a European release. In fact, I have the European cigar. I'm, I'm actually reviewing the European version, but there's a U.S. version that they launched at the show as well. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Our hope is to be there tomorrow, yeah. uh, right in the morning. Is it, we had, we have to we still got to go see Nick Perdomo. We would go to Altidus. Um, some of those bigger brands, we we have to get with them. Yeah, I was surprised to see it too. I, I saw the story, and uh, I think me and you talked about it too. Yeah. Um, one of the last times we were on together, maybe it was Spare Notes. Um, it was a little surprising to see. I feel like. As a whole, there was not everybody, but th there was a few companies that I think they waited until people were actually in the show to be like, oh, hey, look what's on display. Yep. They didn't give any like heads up. There was no, it was just like, we're going to keep our mouth shut till they're here and be like, oh, look what we have. Yeah. And yeah. that way it kind of builds up the, 
the hype. I, I think I think they, you know, normally I'm a little critical of that because sometimes you want to have prime the pump for the show. But I think in kind of the stage we're at right now with supply chain, don't you don't want to over you don't want to overcommit and underdeliver. So I, I, I totally get that. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Carlito had a couple of questions here. Carlito Fuente, the great Carlito Fuente. Uh, and he was saying, you know, he's asking a lot of questions about how come some of these companies are not attending uh, PCA. Um, and, you know, he made the point, you know, he'll go to TPA if, if these companies go to the PCA. Did you hear any talk like why companies are maybe going to are doing TPE this year? And maybe some have told you they're not doing PCA. Have you heard anything like that? Well, I think we know who's not going to PCA. Um, uh, it was, I, I, I think I, I got no official comment. Um, but okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Drew Estate won't be going to PCA again. Um, we did ask and the answer, we, the answer was no comment. Yeah. There was, there was, so, there was yeah. no comment given on that. However, yeah. when you look at how much money they spent on TPE, I know they're a big company, you know, it's Swisher International, but. I mean, you look at it like it looks like they spent all the money here. So probably not going to PCA. Right. Um, in terms of Davidoff, you know, they got that whole Michael Herklotz connection with Ferry Otego. Now, maybe he goes on his own. Well, he I, did last year. Right. I think, I think that's the plan. I think that I don't want to put words in Michael's mouth, but I think the plan is he will still go to the PCA. I would say. If anyone's going to go back to PCA, maybe Davidoff. We actually didn't talk to them about this. Maybe Davidoff. Maybe they do it. I don't know. There is no formal comment. But there but, was no formal yeah, conversation about so it either. But, yeah. uh, and then in terms of General and Altidus, you know, we haven't really met with them yet. So I don't, I, I, can't, I haven't asked that question. To, yep. Or even just feel them out. Right. So I, I can't even comment on those two. But from the other two, I would say Drew Estate's a definite no. Davidoff's a very maybe. Because um, I wouldn't say they spent a ton of money at their booth for TPE Davidoff. No. So like no. Drew Estate, you can tell they spent a lot of money. <laughs> TPE, they hosted that industry party last night. So everything was on Drew Estate. It was yeah. open bar. That's on Drew Estate, right? Um, and so they, they spent a lot of money there. Um, but in terms of outside of the big four, everyone we talked to is planning on going to PCA. Just yeah. so you know, I mean, uh, other than that, no one is saying they're not going to go. Yeah, like Casa yeah. Cuevas, you know, last year, you know, the TPE show was in May and it was closed because of the COVID and all that. Yeah. So people like Casa Cuevas, um, you know, they didn't go to PCA. They already told us they're going to uh, PCA. United's going to PCA. So a lot of those other companies, the smaller companies that weren't at PCA last year, who were at TPE, those people have said, we're, we're, don't worry, we'll be there in July. So I, I think those people will be back. And I think that'll help kind of bolster up what we saw from that small PCA show last year. People like that are going to help fill it back in. The big four is still the big four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I don't know. So that, that one still remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. I, I made an over under production that one would be back at PCA. I, I don't know if that's going to come through right now. So yeah. Uh, I had a guess. I'm not sure that guess is right at this point. So, um, you know, but we'll, we'll, I guess time will tell on that one for sure. Uh, as we get closer, I think it was right after this, before you know it, the Premium Cigar Association show will be here. But, you know, in terms of back to TPE, um, 
you know, you guys, this is your first TP. Is there a new company that you kind of what, introduced to this year that maybe you weren't aware of that, you know, that you had an experience with that you could talk about? Um, I mean, one would actually cast Cuevas, to be honest with you. Because They're they great were people, of, great people. Yeah. Well, we were familiar with them yeah. as a company and we've had their cigars and we've, we've talked to Alec and Lewis. Um, we never really met with them at a trade show. So that was nice. Um, you know who we, we really discovered today that I think I had heard of before, but really not much about is Lampert. Oh, yep. Lampert cigars. Um, you know, they, they're an interesting small little company. They look like they got some nice stuff. They also have a rum line that they have that I is, do. they're looking for a U.S. distributor. They're not yep. in the U.S., but they're actually trying to, to get in the U.S. So they have cigars and they have their own rum line. Um, and then another one was um, Tony Bellotto. Oh, so, Tony. Yeah. Tony Bellotto with La Barba. Yep. And uh, he's actually going to be coming on the Smoking Tobacco Show, I think, in March. But he was um, great, great guest. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. We did. We got some video time with him, and I learned some things about him that I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like he's a wine sommelier. I didn't oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. He's really into it. Um, yeah. And, and let me tell you, his cigars are, are really good. Uh, what he's the work he's been doing. Uh, I was fortunate, like, to be one of the first brands to cover him. Uh, and he was originally made, people don't remember this. He originally made his cigars with Christian Aroa. Um, oh, I didn't in, in, in Honduras. And then when when the whole Caldwell split happened, he ended up just kind of going and moving stuff to Caldwell. But yeah, he started out, um, and it was kind of a big story because Christian had just launched back in the business, and now he was making cigars for for this uh, Tony Bellotto, who no one had heard of, and. Uh, you know, really good cigars. And like I said, when you get to hear Tony's story, uh, it, it's really good. Uh, Bear gave Bear last year gave Tony Bellotto cigar number one cigar of the year. So uh, yeah, that was a very good cigar. That was yeah. the, uh, the, the 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 blue band. Yeah, the was, True Mexi Soul. Yeah. Yes, yeah. love yeah. that cigar. Yeah, exactly. Very good yeah. cigar. Yeah, exactly. So that that um, you know, I think like I said, you're, you're definitely uh, a good a good mix there. Um, how about you? I mean, I mentioned it. The, the new release, the amount of new releases surprised everyone, I think. Um, but is it, do you find that this is maybe t- my perception two years ago coming out of TPE? Wonderfully run show, right? Uh, great people run it. Uh, the, the, it was a great experience. Not really a product expo yet, like, like PCA is. is. I'm getting the perception that this year turned the corner a bit, that now we're, you know, I want to say that maybe we're about 30 to 40 new releases that I'm tracking versus 12 a couple of years ago. And the 12 yeah. were like bundled. Most of them were bundled releases or just limited. Someone was throwing out there. This year, it had a little more of a, of a vibe to it in terms of people are using this show to launch product this year. What I would say, Nicole, I'll let you, I'll let you speak after. I just want to say this because uh, what's interesting about it, I'm going to build on what you said. There, There is... But I would say the difference between TPE and PCA is PCA, you see more PCA exclusives for the trade show, whereas you don't see any exclusive here. It's just new stuff, which I think is the biggest takeaway from the Yeah, and I think, to be honest with you, PCA has a lot of work to do on the whole exclusive concept. They're they're just not – they're not there yet. Um, It was the first year – there were a lot. I think they had a lot of problems. It wasn't a buzz. Look, the PCA exclusive. I don't think created the buzz that they were hoping to. But I think it was. I think it was the whole. It was a very condensed time they had. I think with a year, next year or this year, I think it's going to be a different story. I think 
I think you'll, you'll see them tweak some of those things a bit. I think TP's got to get to a point. They're not at a point yet where it's, I think it's a show where they, they should be offering TPE exclusives just yet. Um, I think they're building things up as well. Well, and the other part you have to remember is that TPE um, was the first trade show after the pandemic when people yeah. haven't gone out for so long. So TPE, the traction that they got last year, um, the, people remember report, reporting last year was that it was nuts. People were out to buy. People were selling like everything that they had. Um, and so I think that traction from last year kind of carried over now to this year with that, with those releases, people saw like how successful that show was, um, you know, after the pandemic. So now, now it's sort of like that, Oh, it's, it is big for us. So yeah, we need to launch stuff at this show. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and then kind of one final point, um, the show. So the other thing is what I've noticed is that, that when I was at the show two years ago, uh, you have the red carpet and the blue carpet, which I think they still have, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so red carpets, premium cigars, blue carpets, the the non the alternative products, let's just say. Mm. And the the blue carpet had booze two years ago that were like PCA style booze, and then the red carpet was kind of a very you know very scaled down. If you take Drew Estate out of it and Phillips and King, they were just they were very smaller booze. They were economy booze. They had the pavilion, but. Again, I haven't been there the last two years, but last year I saw they, they revamped the look of the pavilion. looked much better, and they kept that look this year. It seems like that this year, I mean, I'm watching everyone's videos. It felt much more like that trade show kind of came out uh, to the next level. That's, that's kind of what I saw is in terms of the look of that show. This, for the first time, I looked at it and said, this feels like a cigar show much more than maybe the cigar people at an alternative show which is what it looked like two years ago. Would you, would you kind of agree or disagree with that assessment? I definitely agree. But at the same time, it is scaled back. So like just uh, as an example, Christoph had this huge booth at PCA. They did not have that same size booth for TPE. It was yeah. just a table with a backdrop. So, um, and then there were quite a few, there was like these two cluster booths at uh, TPE. So like United was part of it. Crux was part of it where they just had a little display and then there was all these tables kind of in between, but it was almost like shared booth space, if yeah. you will. Um, and, and so, you know, so there are some still scaled back areas, but there were larger booths. I feel like, um, you know, that compared to PCA size as well with like kind of more loungy areas in them. Yeah. So, I would say that's, I mean, I, it does, I would say PCA as a whole still has a lot more of those bigger booths. Yeah. Right. But people are spending their dollars, I feel like, at PCA still over TPE, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, for for but size. I, but I think that to add to what Nicole said, people are spending more at TPE than they did at TPE before. Yes. Still not quite like PCA, but they're still, I think, and I think as time's gone on, people are seeing like, all right, like this show's sticking around. Like, all right, let's spend a little more. Right. Um, and there's a dynamic there. And I think it's because the show as a whole is growing so pca you know it, it, ipcbr rttda whatever it's called it's the same organization more or less it's been around a long time and people know about it and all that tp is relatively new so in the grand scheme so i think you're what you're seeing is that evolution of that show growing and people being like all right this show's all right um and they're going to spend a little more and there's people being more comfortable with the show i think that's what that is i think that there is a chance that eventually you could see TPE 
have the monster booths that PCA has. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Do you feel like the big criticism I've had of TPE is I think they have the same problem that PCA has, and that's show deals, right? That mm. ultimately, like I, I've been told their show, their TPE show deals floating around every year, a lot of them, right? So it's this, but eventually, you know, for some reason, PCA gets beat up a lot on that, and TPA hasn't yet. Um, do you think TP needs to kind of like get back and make this more into uh, an, a, like more than a selling event? Because that's something I think that they have to be. That's the concern I have with the, with them going forward. If they want to succeed, they're going to have to make this more than a selling event. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say in any organization, any yeah. trade show, there's look. There's always going to be things that that both of them can improve on, and we both yeah. know. We've talked a lot about PCA um, and what they should change and what they need to change. And I think, you know, we've talked about this. I think they're going in a great direction with Scott Pierce at the helm and, and, and everyone else that they have involved. Um, TPE, a little bit different situation. But, yeah, I think, I think over the next few years, as, as, as things continue to evolutionize with TPE, I think eventually you'll start to see the need for some of those changes be a little bit more apparent. Um, because, yeah, I mean, eventually the, you're going to need to find some new ways to play, if that makes sense. I, I, I definitely think so. Maybe not maybe not dire right now, but I think eventually it will be. Yep. I think also, I think a lot of that will depend on kind of how the next few years of PCA go, how PCA changes, how manufacturers and retailers, you know, play in that sandbox and how that sandbox changes. And how that affects everything else. And then they look at, well, what are we doing at TPE in January? Uh, actually, next year, TPE, uh, it was announced to be in February of next year. Um, so I, I think there's also that, too. It's kind of like, well, the dynamic with the two shows and how people use those shows and what gets offered and how people try to draw people in. I, I think that there's a, a dynamic between the two shows. Awesome. I agree with you on that. Well, Matt and Nicole, uh, I want to thank you guys very much for, for taking the time here. Uh, it's very much appreciated. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this on Spare Notes, uh, on our next Spare Notes for sure. But Probably not this week, maybe next week. I, yep, I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully you may be in Vegas still with the snow. Yeah, uh, yeah we might be stuck here for a few more days. Yeah. Uh, again, keep keep out for every, uh, Matt and Nicole's videos on SmokingTobacco.com. They have a lot coming up. Uh, so tune in for their, their uh, Facebook channel, their YouTube channel. And uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna switch over to Matt and Garrett right now. So uh, tune in. They're ready to go. And uh, Matt, Nicole, thank you so much. I know this was a busy week, and it's really appreciated. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Yeah. You're welcome. I just sorry. I was trying to grab my coin. I got. Uh, I got the, uh, the the elusive cigar coupe coin from our friend yep. Drew State. Well deserved because I don't have a lot of those, so I've been only giving them out to like uh, like the non media folks. So I'm glad they took care of media folks today. So yeah, yeah right. we got those. So thank you to those guys. All right. Thanks again. <laughs> Bye, Coop. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Uh, okay.